We're taking you from sideline to sideline and everything in between. It's your one-stop shop for all things football. Join me, Aaron Mukes, every Wednesday and Friday for fresh takes, breaking news, fantasy gold, and more. College and NFL, we got you covered. This is Sideline to Sideline, the podcast. All the spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is... Here comes the rush, and here's the hit. Second down attempt. Oh, what a hit. You can't do that. The quarterback, you can't fight. The 40, the guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms. Bear tested. Somebody stop that man. Ladies and gentlemen, now your host, Mr. Aaron Mukes, and his co-host, Akeem. This is your one-stop shop for all college and NFL football. Here is Sideline to Sideline. Welcome in, everybody. This is your boy, Aaron Mukes, host of the Sideline to Sideline podcast, alongside my co-host, David Gonzalez, for our week one fantasy special. What's going on, David? What's up, Aaron? How you doing over there, bro? Man, week it's, one's coming up. It's Less here. Week. We're four Less days away, baby. Week. Four That's days crazy. away, and we get we get to finally watch some some NFL football. Man, I'm a. It's crazy because I never thought I'd miss preseason so much, but this year I I have to say I'm missing preseason, man. I miss watching these young guys get out there, earn spots, and uh, you know, fight for a roster spot, and, and just watching the football. So I'm I'm excited to get started. We got a lot coming up today. We're gonna hit you guys with our. Our optimal lineups, our stardom sit-ems. We're going to talk about all the week one matchups. And uh, we got a full slate of games, so we're going to get right to it, man. We're going to uh, obviously start with the first game of the year, Super Bowl champs, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they're taking on Houston. Houston comes into Kansas City, where it's going to be a little bit different, obviously, with, with you know, not all the fans are going to be there. I think they said about 22% capacity. Um, so the atmosphere is going to be a little bit different, but – but obviously, this is a fantasy show, so we're going to talk about these players. And let's, you can't start anywhere else other than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, obviously, if you got Chiefs on your team and if you got Chiefs in your lineup, you're not sitting them. You're, you're, they're, they're must-starts. And against Houston, who last year was, you know, in the bottom third of the league in defense and points allowed uh, with Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I mean, to be honest, I'm even starting Sammy Watkins, guys like that. But pretty much all – I'm starting every single skill position player in this game, I believe. <laughs> That's what we call fantasy gold, Aaron. That's yeah, fantasy yeah. fucking gold. Right. It's a mean, fantasy gold game. I mean, you, you look at lose. it. Look at it. I mean, you're talking about both teams. You're talking about Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. You're talking about David Johnson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Tyreek, Brandon Cooks, uh, you know, Kelsey. You still got Will Fuller. You got – uh, Randall Cop. I don't think there's a Houston or Kansas City player that if you know if unless I'm just stacked somewhere that I'm probably not starting on Thursday night. And maybe it's just because I'm excited for football to be back. But I might know whether I win most of my matchups by by Thursday evening. And so tell me your thoughts about some of these players. <laughs> Is there anybody that kind of stands out to you? Is there something that you're looking at that maybe I'm not paying attention to? Is there something someone you like a little bit more than others in this matchup? I mean, what, what do you think here? Yeah, man. Actually, you know, I was actually – I have a DFS set up for this game, man. And um, it's a $5 on DraftKings. And honestly, like, this is one of those 
NFL showdown, 40K, $5, 5K to first, single entries. And, you know, I'm looking at all the skill positions for especially because, you know, when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, the ball is going to be filtered into Tyreek, to Travis Kels. It's going to be those long balls are going to go to whether it's Sammy Watkins or Mecole Hardman, where it, it doesn't matter. Because whoever that person is, he's going to catch a 60-yard bomb and score a touchdown. That's going to be 15 points for you. And whether that's DFS, one PPR, standard, it doesn't really matter because a 60-yard touchdown is equal to 12-plus points. And that's one of those things where that's a flex play because you're usually playing a Michael Hardman or Sammy Watkins in your flex. And you're going to get them cheap on, you know, even DraftKings or something like that. But when I'm talking about that matchup as an entity – Man, I mean, you can't go wrong with a Deshaun Watson. Um, I think that um, there is a room for him to be behind early. He's going to just having to throw, throw, throw. And that means Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks. That means, you know, depending on Randall Cobb, if he's going to be getting those underneath routes, uh, David Johnson is going to play a factor. Uh, I'm, I'm firing them all, them all up on Thursday. So, to be honest, fantasy goldmine over there. You cannot go wrong with any of those players. I have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kells, uh, and even Harrison Butker, the kicker, locked into all my lineups. Honestly, I really do. So, um, I mean, I, I hate to not say anything bad about those any of these players, but the way I see it, it's there's been no preseason, no defense, live tackling. I think this game's going to put up, you know, 35 points each. Yeah, yeah, it's funny you say that uh, when you bring up the Harrison Butker because – um, you know, a lot of my leagues I'm playing in don't use kickers, but in this circumstance, when we talk about DFS and those people that are playing with kicker leagues, um, I'm probably starting both kickers as well. The only thing I probably wouldn't touch in this game is either defense. And, and, and if you guys can see it, I literally do have. It's a little bright, but hey, hey, you know uh, what I can see? All I see is Tyreek Hill smile. <laughs> Bro, hey, all I see was that big ass smile, just cheesing. I could tell that was his. That's his picture. Uh, nah, nah. Honestly, though, I, the only people I'm probably sitting in this matchup is, is the defense, and you know. But like you said, it's fantasy gold. Who wants to have a week one where there's been no preseason and then come out and it's a three to zero, you know, final or something like that? Like, I'm excited to, I'm excited to see some, some actual live football. But I'm excited to see some offensive, some offensive output. And there's no really. I don't know if I could have picked two better teams. I mean, maybe we could have had like Tampa versus Kansas City and it would have been a little bit more exciting, but there's a lot of weapons on both sides. All of the skill positions are usually rostered from both teams. Um, so I'm, I'm really, really excited for this one. Yeah, fire them up, everybody. Fire up everybody in those. I think Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks in flex plays in week one is going to be a hit. You know, um, either one of them I can see going for uh, five to seven catches and 150 yards honestly either of them i can really see that happening deshaun me, watson's gonna let me ask you about will fuller because i got you know i got i got some shares of will fuller in a couple of leagues i'm not a will fuller guy mainly because okay. of injuries but is this the deandre hopkins is gone they don't really have a a number one go I mean, to. yeah they don't have a go-to guy is this the year that will fuller finally stays healthy because this upside is in that offense especially is really like it's like limitless. Like he could literally be a number one receiver, but we have injury concerns. 
And it seems like he's the type of player that it doesn't matter what you do. The week you fire him up because you're like, this is a good matchup. <laughs> it's like he pulls a hamstring the second play of the game. <laughs> out, he, out yeah, for four weeks. Yeah, and then, and, then, and then he comes back and you're like, man, I'm not never starting this guy again. And he has 160 yards and two touchdowns and you're, you know, you're screwed again. So is this the year where he's finally able to stay healthy? Obviously, that's hard to gauge. But And, and could this be Will Fuller's breakout year with DeAndre Hopkins being gone? I'm going to say this about Will Fuller. No one's questioned his play on the field. There's absolutely no question about how he plays on the field. When he's on the field with DeAndre Hopkins, he's looked like a, an elite number two option. The question is, will he be able to translate that elite two option and his fluid connection with Deshaun Watson and become a number one? That's the real question. Because uh, the way I see it is yes and yes. I think that Will Fuller has over a thousand yards. I think he has eight to 10 touchdowns. And I think that people get a steal this year in Will Fuller. Uh, I think that injuries are going to play a, make a, a huge, um, you know, decision in whether Randall Cobb, Kiki Kuti, and Brandon Cooks play a full season. But honestly, the person that I am most confident in playing a full season is Will Fuller this year. Man, you're here first, guys. Will Fuller is going to have a breakout season, standalone. He's going to do his thing. And honestly, it's going to be one of those those situations, just like you uh, mentioned, Aaron, where it could be Brandon Cooks this week where he goes for two touchdowns, 150 yards, or it could be Will Fuller this week for two touchdowns, 150 yards. So I think these guys are going to alternate weeks that have big games. So I wouldn't say that they're going to be a consistent number one every week so to answer your question Aaron like I wouldn't say hey you know Will Fuller is going to be the end of all ends you know wide receiver one on that team starter of all starters it's going to be matchup based it's going to be man you better hope that Randall Cobb or Brandon Cooks is out because that's going to make Will Fuller a must start yes or no yes so the way I see it is week one he has a solid connection. They've been working together for the past couple of years, him and Deshaun Watson. They're going to keep it going. He's going to have to rely on Fuller in week one because, hey, they're playing the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to put up points. It's going to be, get scary early. And then Will Fuller is going to be the go-to. David Johnson hasn't been there long. Brandon Cooks hasn't been there long. Yeah, Randall Cobb's there, but, you know, who knows what he can do. So at the end of the day, I think that week one, Will Fuller is the play. All right. You heard it here. I like it. I like it. Let's keep it pushing. Um, all right. Let's go to Seattle, Atlanta. This is another game where I kind of like a lot of, a lot of players in this game. Uh, but I want to focus a little bit on somebody that people, been, I mean, I've been seeing him go really, really high in drafts. And a lot of people are saying it's going to be this coming out party. He's been kind of up and down for his first two years, but I'm talking about Calvin Ridley uh, with Atlanta. You know, obviously when you're the other guy on the other side of Julio Jones, you're going to always play second fiddle. I mean, it's Julio Jones, right? But I, I, I'm not sold on Calvin Ridley going as high as his ADP um, has this year. I've seen him go in front of guys like Odell Beckham. Um, I've seen, <laughs> and I mean, like guys like that, I, I just, I don't see it. And I know the upside is there, but as long as Julio's there, I don't think he's going to get enough targets, um, enough opportunity. And now you add Gurley to the mix who hopefully is catching something out of the backfield. I just don't know that he's going to get enough opportunity to be a, a guy that's going to be better than Odell Beckham. I'm going to take a quick 30 seconds to talk about Calvin Ridley. Yeah, it's his, 
It's going to be his third year. He clearly made some strides last year. He impressed. His route running is nice. But when you talk about him going over Odell Beckham, you talk about him going above someone like a Cortland Sutton, when you talk about him going above, you know, someone like a Keenan Allen, I'm going to look at you crazy and turn my hat around on you because, you know, honestly, bro, um, he's good. He's very good. But you guys are, you know, overplaying your hand because at the end of the day, Julio is the end of all end, number one, Hall of Famer. He's going to go down as one of the greatest to do it, and he's still got the juice. Secondly, they added another guy named Hayden Hurst. Sure hands. He catches a lot of underneath. He's going to catch some touchdowns. Thirdly, do you guys forget about what Russell Gage did? He's a slot receiver, and he's going to take a lot of those slot routes, and he's going to take a lot of those underneath catches that were not available to him early on in the season. Russell Gage, just like Calvin Ridley, made quite a few steps progress in his latest year. So I expect Russell Gage to also get a bit of a market share in there. And that's not factoring in Hayden Hurst, who I'm very high on. We'll talk about him a little bit later. And Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is an um, alpha running back. He is somebody who is going to command a certain amount of touches, whether the, and they're not going to just run him the ball. He's going to get some catches. And you know how they, that those Julio uh, Falcons are. They're hot and cold, baby. When the touchdowns come, they're pouring in. And when they don't, they look like shit. They look like, you know, they can lose 28 to 3. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things, man, where um, I, I'm not going to say that Calvin Ridley's not good. I'm not going to say that Matt Ryan's not going to throw for 4,500 yards. I'm just saying that Julio's going to get 1,500 of those yards. I'm saying that Todd Gurley's going to get some underneath. I'm saying that Russell Gage and Calvin Ridley and Hayden Hurst are all going to get some yards. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of mouths to feed there. I mean, no doubt. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people that are going to be involved in that offense. And not to say that Calvin really won't have some big games. He will. But yeah. are you ready to play him every week? Look, man, I'll just let yeah. me know. Right now I'm looking at the ESPN, ESPN 2020, you know, PPR cheat sheet. And they mm-hmm. have Calvin Ridley rated right behind Odell and Cortland Sutton. Ahead of guys, <laughs> ahead of guys, in my opinion, that are that I still would take over him. Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup. I'm taking all of those. Those guys are a little bit more consistent for me. Keenan Allen. Uh, I'm taking those guys ahead of Calvin Ridley. I just don't have them as high as they have them here. Um, I'm honestly and maybe I, about and 22 to 25 ish. People, yeah, honestly, I'm I'm not mad at you you for saying that because honest to God, truth, you know, again, he's not going to be the alpha receiver. Uh, for the reasons we previously stated, but I do like him as a yeah, player. No he's he's going to have his big weeks. He's going to make some noise. He's going to have seven catches, 120 yards, and but it's not going to be an every week thing. Uh, I think that, again, Matt Ryan is going to focus on getting his big dog involved as he has to, and then Todd Gurley is next in line, and then Hayden Hurst is going to catch a lot more of those touchdowns, siphon some of underneath, and Russell Gage is going to be a lot bigger than what people are talking about. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. If you look at his, his numbers from last year, he had five, five or six games under 50 yards. Those are also the same games he doesn't score touchdowns in. So those are just mm-hmm. games you're getting really nothing from him. And nothing. That's, my, that's my issue is the inconsistency. All right, let's go. Um, and, at, and at the ADP, you just can't use a spot for somebody like that. You, you need that consistency there. Absolutely. Um, 
<laughs> this game makes me laugh, man, because uh, we'll, we'll talk a lot about these players a little bit later because I got, I got them in some of my, my optimal lineup. But it's the, the Jets and Buffalo. Um, we're, not gonna <laughs> spend, we're not gonna spend a whole lot of time on this game, mainly because the Jets don't have a whole lot to offer. But I do, I do want to talk about a player on the Jets. And I think he's being highly underdrafted. Um, and that's Jamison Crowder. I think Jamison Crowder is going to eat this year. Um, number one is they don't really have an outside threat. We don't know what we're going to get. Um, Brashad Perriman's already hurt. Denzel Mims hasn't practiced in, I think he just came back to practice a few days ago, but he missed some time and he's a rookie. Um, they're starting Chris Hogan on the outside. He hasn't played for four years really since he was in new England. Um, I just, I just think Jamison Crowder is going to be a PPR monster between him and Herndon if he can stay healthy. But Jamison Crowder is really the only player on the Jets I'm really, really excited about. Obvious Le'Veon Bell, but I don't know, man. I just don't like Adam Gaze with Le'Veon Bell. So he's going to be solid. But the guy I'm kind of looking most forward to in the Jets offense is that uh, is Jamison Crowder. Um, who do you got in that game? What do you, what are you thinking about that game? No, bro. Uh, honestly, I'm with you. Uh, I think that you might as well stop calling him Jamison Crowder. You might as well start calling him Jamison automatic 85 to 90 catches because um, he's going to get that. And I, they have no one else to throw to. Chris Herndon is going to be there. Uh, Mims is going to come on the second half of the season. And that's where you'll see the Jamison Crowder, you know, filter to the number two-ish role. But for now, I, the first four to five, four to six, seven, I would say solid seven, eight games, I see Jamison Crowder eating. I see him getting, you know, games where he gets eight catches, um, you know, the yardage is kind of where you're going to be like, ah, I don't know if it's going to be worth that because, you know, if he doesn't score a touchdown, eight catches and 75 yards is, you know, it's good. And PPR, that's good. And I don't, I don't, leagues. I don't anticipate, I mean, they may, they may do it because they don't really have anybody else, but I don't anticipate Tredavian White traveling with Crowder because he plays a lot in the slot. He moves around a lot. I don't anticipate that Tredavious White follows. No, Tredavious, Tredavious White won't. Nah, the he, Tredavious White follows true number ones. Yeah. Um, you know, Jamison Crowder is not somebody that they're going to, you know, obviously they're going to factor him into the fact that he can get catches, but they can put their other corners on him. And once they put, um, you know, Tredavious White on Perriman, he's gone for the game. Might as well see him week two. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like exactly. Tredavious White, the way I see it, he's a top cornerback in the whole league. And he's only getting better. He's young. He's hungry. So uh, the pr people that I'm going to focus on in terms of fan – yeah, in terms of fantasy, I'm talking about Chris Herndon. You'll find a little bit of deep sleeper appeal. And then Jamison Crowder, deep sleeper appeal. I think uh, Le'Veon Bill cracks a touchdown in that game. He's going to get the volume that game. We're going to see what he does. But it's not nothing going to be that overwhelms you. He's not going to break off an 80-yard TD. So – uh, temper your expectations, but definitely start Le'Veon Bell, start Jamison Crowder, and cautiously start um, Herndon, especially in a – I think Herndon is going to be a DFS play for the cheap. Oh, yeah, he should be, he should be cheap on, on DFS. I, I definitely agree there. Uh, Chicago, Detroit – let's actually – we're going to cover the NFC um, North together. Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, Minnesota. Um, I don't want to say – there's no real sexy appeal here. Um, <laughs> I'm not – I'm not high on really overly anybody here. I wanted to talk about Tariq Cohen in Chicago with David Montgomery being out and them really having nobody else. Um, I think this week that's a very good play. I think if he could get over 100 yards, you know, total yards. Um, obviously, he's a PPR 
type of back. So I really like that. Mm -hmm. We saw AP just sign with the Lions. Um, I, I thought that was, I thought that was, I don't want to say interesting, but I thought it was weird. Like you have carry on Johnson coming back from an injury, DeAndre Swift as a rookie. And then you bring in AP. I don't really know what's going on there. I don't know what they want to accomplish. Fantasy wise. I'm going to say this about that AP signing and shout out to AP. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. So that's why he's still got a job like Frank Gore. Um, a lot of it is ceremonial at this point to, you know, teach. But uh, he's going to get his carries. So I'll say this. Um, the fact that they went out and put draft capital into DeAndre Swift, we knew that was coming. DeAndre Swift is a good player. But the fact that they went out and signed AP when they knew that they had carry-on going to be able to take the first uh, week snaps, this tells me how much they don't like carry-on Johnson. So true. Uh, the way I see it is it's only a matter of time before, you know, carry-on Johnson is relegated to a nothing role. DeAndre Swift is going to take on the carries in the second half of that season because at the end of the day, the Lions just aren't strong enough to, you know. It's just frustrating. It's just frustrating as a fantasy owner when maybe you drafted a little bit before this weekend and you've invested capital in DeAndre Swift or even (laughs) Johnson maybe. And then you go sign a guy like AP, which you can't, as a fantasy owner, you can't do anything with Adrian Peterson at this point. Yeah, no. When do you feel comfortable to start him? It's, he needs touchdowns and he needs a lot of carries in order to be productive. And you're probably not going to get that in any offense because he's not dynamic enough anymore, or they don't feel he's dynamic enough anymore. And he brings you nothing in the passing game. It is frustrating to me that they would go and sign him. And then you just don't know where they stand, right? Obviously we're going to find out after week one, but I don't want any part of the Detroit lions backfield in week one. I just don't, I don't want any part of it. Yeah, no, I see. I see. I really see what you mean by that. And again, you know, I'm going to agree with you in week one. It's going to be a shit show, but that shit show is going to lead to the Matt, Matt, Matthew Stafford show. Uh, he's Mr. Lion himself. He's, I expect him to throw for 4,500 yards this year. I expect Kenny Galladay to make good on that new contract. I expect uh, Marvin Jones to uh, seep those touchdowns from Kenny Galladay when you most need it in fantasy. I expect, uh, you the know, Marvin Jones effect. Yeah. The Marvin Jones effect. So, uh, at the end of the day, that just tells me they're going to keep throwing the ball and throwing the ball and throwing the ball. So if you got Kenny Galladay, you won. If you have uh, Matthew Stafford, you won. Um, but, you know, that division, again, is is big on defense. Chicago twice, the Green Bay Packers twice. And Minnesota you know, twice. Minnesota twice. So um, at the end of the day, like, I, I'd much rather talk about, you know, the fact that Devontae Adams is going to eat week one. I'd much rather talk about Aaron Jones going to eat, eat week one. I'd much rather talk about how Dalvin Cook is going to eat week one and how Tariq Cohen is going to be that DFS play where you're just going to be able to plug him in and he could drop 20 points for you. Um, he could score a touchdown. He's going to get catches. He'll get carries. They're going to use him as much as they can until Tariq, uh, until David Montgomery comes back. So Tariq Cohen is probably the winner of all winners in this uh, – uh, you know, NFC uh, North. So I really want Aaron to talk R- about, I really want to talk about um, the Devonte Adams thing because, you know, Minnesota's pass pass defense really wasn't that good last year. Um, they were about middle of the pack, but overall they just weren't really that good. And we saw a number of times where receivers were making Xavier, Xavier Rhodes look like he was not an elite corner anymore. 
And Oh, he's not. And you can see just the way he moved. He's just not the same player. And so I think they're going to struggle in pass defense this year. And I think Devontae Adams will be the beneficiary week one, which would probably mean that Aaron Rodgers has a good week. I know they're not the team that used to throw that throws the ball anymore 40 times a game. They're going to rely heavily on Aaron Jones. So if I'm looking at Green Bay, I'm probably going Devontae Adams this week. Um, I know there's been some talk about Alan Lazard. I'd probably stay away from him week one, uh, but I do like him later in the year because I do think they're going to rely heavily on Aaron Jones this week. And um, yeah, it's really, I mean, again, it's one of those games. It's a division game. That game could be 17, 14, or it could be 31, 30, you know, 34, 31. So uh, it's, it's definitely going to be one of those games where I think the guys that are elite, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones. Hey, 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 look, look, look into my eyes. I am the captain now. Look, 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 look into these eyes. Devontae, I'm telling everybody, all the listeners, if you do not start Devontae Adams week one, you are going to be very, very disappointed. You can't he, have is my, he is my must-start wide receiver, even more so than Michael Thomas. And that's saying a lot. The reason why is because they've had so much, you know, MBS, Alan Lazard, but the one current and consistent thing is Devontae Adams. He's a model he of consistency. I mean, you look at his numbers every year. Like, he does – they're not over the top, but he, he, he finds the end zone and he's always consistent. He's one of the best route runners. He's got a great connection with Aaron Rodgers. He was in Aaron Rodgers' wedding, for God's sake. <laughs> so, the, at the end of the day, uh, we got to see that this man is going to go off for – I expect him to go over 100 yards, have a touchdown and eight catches so um, he's gonna do Devontae day, Adams things at the end of the day he's a hundred percent in DFS he's also a must start um, so he's one of my people in my optimal lineup this week so mark that down Devontae Adams across all formats everybody knows that he's probably the number two wide receiver in the whole you know fantasy but he is my number one wide receiver in week one there you go all right um uh, let's see what game we want to go to next. Let's let's talk about. I already went on my rant, right? We already had my rant about Joe Burrow. Uh, so we're gonna talk about the Chargers and the Bengals. Again, I'm not liking too much from the Bengals side here. I think the Chargers defense is gonna um, have their way with the Bengals. I do like some of the Bengals pieces, but this week I'm not starting any Bengals. Um, I mean, I'll start Joe Mixon obviously because it's Joe Mixon. But outside of that, I'm probably not messing with any of the Bengals this week. From the Chargers. Austin Eckler, I will have him in a lineup somewhere. Uh, find a way to get him in there. He is going to produce. And then the other guy I want to talk about is the guy who just got paid, which is Keenan Allen. The Bengals' secondary is absolutely atrocious. Their defense is not good. I'm starting Keenan Allen. I don't care who's behind center. I don't care if David's at quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and he likes to scramble more than Tyrod Taylor. So, uh, so yeah, I'm definitely starting uh, Keenan Allen there and the Chargers defense would be also a must start that is actually my defense in my optimal lineup which we will talk about a little bit later as well so yeah man um I I agree with you Joe makes 100% the man who just got paid you have to get him in there he's gonna have an 100 all-purpose yards um he's gonna have probably crossed the pay dirt score a touchdown um AJ Green is coming off of injury hasn't played in months um full year actually right and more Going back to the prior season, he didn't get, play in a game. I think what uh, he hasn't his played last game in a game was, in basically two years, two full years, two years, pretty much, right? So, yeah. um, I think the connection time. with 
I think that Tyler Boyd is going to be a flex play. I think that A.J. Green is – give him a, a couple weeks to get under his feet, get his football legs under. This is basically a preseason game for him. I wouldn't cross judgment on him week one. But, again, I think Tyler Boyd is a flex play. I will say Joe Mixon is a RB1, not the overall RB1, but he is an RB1. He's playing against a stingy defense, though. Um, in terms of the Chargers, I think Austin Eckler is a um, one of my optimal lineup players of the week. There it is. Write that down. I got Devontae Adams. I got Austin Eckler. Out of all the running backs, out of all the receivers, Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey is my other one. But, you know, he's Christian McCaffrey. So um, Austin Eckler is my second uh, op optimal week one play. So go out there, put him in, feel confident. He's going to get you catches. He's going to score a touchdown. He's going to get all those underneath passes, especially when they're double teaming Keenan Allen. And he's going to make you feel good. So, man, go out there, rock your league by starting those players. Um, are we talking about other AFC North? Or are we going to keep rocking with the uh, – We're going to talk about – We're going to talk about – We're going to talk about three more games that I want to get. Sure. Um, no worries. The the first game is I'm gonna I'm gonna leave one for last because I think it's a I think it's one that everybody wants to you know talk about that's obviously Tom Brady I think I know which one you're talking about yeah <laughs> but I wanna I wanna start with number one I wanna start with the Cardinals and the Niners for all the Niner fans out here in SAC um, I wanna talk about <laughs> talk about your thoughts this week for Kyler Murray against going against that defense with this new weapon DeAndre Hopkins Kenyon Drake because uh, I'm not a Kenyon Drake fan and I actually I don't want to talk season long. But week one, I'm not starting Kenyon Drake. I think the Niners shut Kenyon Drake down. I think it's going to be a heavy pass game for Kyler Murray. I can see it. I, I can see them still scoring a lot. I do like DeAndre Hopkins. I like Larry Fitzgerald. And I also like Christian Kirk this week because I think the Cardinals are going to have to throw the ball around um, just, just because I don't think they're going to be able to do much on the ground. And then I also want to talk about whether Debo Samuel plays or not. If Debo Samuel does not play. He's I don't, not playing. Debo is not playing. They said it's a stretch for him to play week one. I, I don't. I don't think I would start a Niners receiver. I would definitely throw Kittle. George in Kittle. All, all George of Kittle, my lineups. Man, optimal. He's my optimal tight end one. Throw him in there. Kittle would definitely be in my lineups, um, but that's probably it. Um, so if we have Kittle there, do you like anybody on Arizona? Well, first and foremost, man, uh, Arizona offense has been putrid um, historically against the tight ends. We all know that. Arizona is the worst tight end defense in the whole league. So uh, starting George Kittle for those two games is, is going to be like, you know, going to Disneyland and getting free entry, getting a hot dog, and getting all the rides with no goddamn weight. So you might as well as crank him into all DFS lineups, crank him into all your lineups, and feel confident that he's going to be put up 20-plus points. So – uh, the way I see it, George Kittle with that new contract, he's going to make good on everything. We knew that. Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to throw one to him. Um, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to, you know, Shanahan's going to string up a couple um, early plays, move the ball up and down the field, and they're going to get on, get on top of uh, the Cardinals early. Um, Kyler plays under distress, very good. He's going to make his move come second quarter. I think he's going to, you know, that connection with DeAndre Hopkins is starting to show. I don't think that there's any – I don't think Richard Sherman's going to stop that and that, um, you know, cover three defense. They're going to have to man up on 
DeAndre Hopkins is that boy, whether it's zone or man, he's about to get the ball. So um, he's debuting in a new uniform. I don't see a reason why DeAndre Hopkins doesn't go over 100 yards. Uh, and fantasy-wise, I think you're more than okay with starting DeAndre Hopkins. He's a guy that I'm not going to put on the bench. Um, Christian Kirk, um, you know, he does have a good connection, and we'll see what happens. Uh, but I, I'm not going to downplay the fact that they still have Larry Fitzgerald out there. And I'm not going to downplay that they're still going to try to filter um, a couple targets to that new tight end, um, Dan Arnold. And I'm also going to talk about how, you know, Kenyon Drake is going to have to catch and pass out of the backfield because they're not going to be able to run the ball on that front seven. We all know San Francisco 49ers have the best front seven in the league, and they're going to they're gonna hold their water. They're not going to give up anything easy. And so expect no rushing touchdowns, expect some dump-offs, expect Kyler Murray to scramble. So um, I'm confident in Kyler Murray to get his 20 fantasy points, but it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. It's a division game. Who knows what's going to happen? I can see Kyler Murray scoring, you know, man, 25 fantasy points, but nothing more than that. Um, I see that it, it could be a close game or a blowout. So we'll see what happens, man. Um, and I honestly, I, the Cardinals play the uh, 49ers tough. So, yeah, that, uh, I mean, that's a I'm, I'm excited game. to see it. That's a division game. So I expect it to be close, at least for most of it. Um, who knows if, you know, if the Cardinals will be able to actually win that game. But um, I really don't care whether Doubt they it. lose. Doubt it. Yeah, it doesn't Murray matter. puts up numbers and DeAndre Hopkins catches yeah. passes, it's all good for me. So in terms of who to start that game, I'll say you're still good with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll still say you're good with Kyler Murray, especially. Kyler Murray will be the top-scoring quarterback in that game. And George Kittle and DeAndre Hopkins are safe. By a million, by a million miles. Yeah, you're not. You've spent too much draft capital, anyways, on those guys to bench in week one, right? Nobody's. I mean, yeah. If you're doing that, then you probably shouldn't be in this game. Uh, so George Kitt, George Kittle, Devontae Adams, Austin Eckler, and Christian McCaffrey are in my optimal lineups. So, all right, Cowboys. I, I can't. I can't. I'd be. You know, I wouldn't be a fan if I didn't talk about my Cowboys week one. Uh, I'm excited. Them for boys. Them boys. Sunday night football, new stadium against the Rams. Last time we saw them play against the Rams, the Rams didn't show up. Dallas, you know, beat them into oblivion. I'm not, again, this is probably one of those games where I'm probably not putting too many players on the bench. I think if it's Dak, Zeke, Amari, Gallup, um, Goff, whoever starts at running back for the Rams, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, I'm starting them all. If they're, in your, if they're on your team, I'm probably starting them. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I, again, not much to say here. I think it's, I think it's fantasy, fantasy gold. I think both offenses are going to be able to move the ball. It's early in the season. Uh, I think the defense will be a little bit behind just because of the fact that there's been no contact. Yeah, it's natural. It's natural. So, and to be honest, yeah, these, these guys have been playing together already, right? It's not like Goff needs to get chemistry with Robert Woods and mm – -hmm and Cooper Cup, or Dak hasn't thrown to Omari Cooper or Michael Gallup before. So I'm looking at starting all those guys. And again, I'm, it'll be interesting to see what they do in, in the backfield in yeah. Los Angeles. So I'm going to go ahead and say this, that um, this is the game where I'm fully confident in Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's going to touch Pater twice. I think that, um, you know, in terms of Jared Goff, he's going to be able to throw the ball around. I think Dak Prescott is a 100% go-ahead start. I think that, um, you know, depending on who Jalen Ramsey is around, I, I assume that he'll be, um, you know, with Amari Cooper, but that can be changed to Michael Gallup. 
you know. Yeah, you so, know, they actually talked about him not not following that he was okay. just going to stay on the left side. But yeah, who knows? So, you know, if he's if you know if Amari's on the other side and eating up somebody, then you know that might change, like you said. Yeah. So um, it, it honestly would make sense for them to let um, Ramsey cover Gallup and then Amari Cooper to be bracketed and then to worry about C.D. Lamb. Um, but in all honesty. Um, it doesn't really matter because uh, Dak Prescott is going to have his choice. He's got three elite wide receivers who are going to be able to make moves. And, you know, at any given point in the game, they're going to be able to score. Those are three guys that can take the ball 70 yards. They can catch, you know, anywhere between, you know, consistently every week they can catch anywhere between five and 10 balls each and each, you know, have a hundred yards. If, if the game, you know, plays out that way. So, I'm not saying they will all have 100 games every game, but I'm saying that one of those guys will probably have 100 yards every game. So kind of depends on which one. Um, I'm assuming they lean on Amari a little bit more early on. I'm assuming that even more so their $100 million guy, Ezekiel Elliott, again, is going to just eat that game because, you know, they can't put – they can't stack the box on them and they don't have the personnel to. Um, So, again, Ezekiel Elliott is going to score twice. He's going to have over 100 yards, and he's going to dictate that ball game. So uh, on the other side, I got Cooper Cup having a monster game. I got um, Robert Bob Woods, of course, man. Bob Woods is going to have six to eight catches. Such an uh, underrated that, receiver. Yeah, he's going to have six to eight catches, and I think he has anywhere between 75 and 100 yards, guaranteed. So um, I think that his floor is a little bit lower. Um, but I think um, Cup is going to definitely score a touchdown. Higby, let's talk about him. Let's talk about Gerald Everett. They're talking about running more 12 personnel. So what that means is, you know, one running back, two tight ends, and two um, wide receivers. So um, in terms of 12 personnel, I see Higby and Gerald Everett, you know, one of them catching a touchdown. And I actually see probably Higby catching a few extra passes because he'll be on the um, he'll be on the field more than Gerald Everett, obviously. And he's the one who's got the money behind him. So a lot of that happens to you know when you're wherever the money goes, follow that. Um, I think that Higby's probably a good bet for you know five catches in himself. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think Gerald Everett will be TD dependent week one. But again, fire up Cooper Cup, Bob Woods. Um, I, de- I think that, you know, firing up Amari Cooper and Gallup are going to be safe. Uh, I would cautiously see how they use CeeDee Lamb week one. Um, Ezekiel Elliott has probably just missed my optimal lineup this week, and that just says how much I, I believe in Austin Eckler week one against the Bengals. Um, but, again, that, that whole game, and we haven't even talked about Cam Akers, how they're going to use Cam Akers, but I think this is a game where they're going to, um, the Cowboys get up early. They're gonna uh, not going to run in a, a touchdown early on. So the Cowboys are going to be leading the whole game, and I think Jared Goff's just going to have to keep throwing it, throwing it, throwing it, throwing it. So you mentioned uh, again, you mentioned Tyler Higby and the tight end, and you know just some mm-hmm. little perspective. Last four games last year, Higby got, and this is after Gerald Everett actually, who was starting, got hurt. Last four mm-hmm. games, eleven targets, fourteen targets, eleven targets, twelve targets. He went over hundred yards three of the last four. He also scored touchdowns in two of those. Um, I'm I'm big on Tyler Higby. I think they get him involved a lot this year. Um, definitely working in Everett, but I think I think Everett kind of lost his 
his starting spot because of the end of last year. And so I'm excited about uh, Tyler Higby. All right, man, we got one more game to talk about. Sure. Before we get into our optimal lineups. And, and um, this game obviously is like on everybody's radar because of the Tom Brady aspect and all his weapons. Again, we could talk about the offensive weapons. We know there's a lot of offense with Kamara and Michael Thomas and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And, um, I'm not even going to mention those guys. I'm starting them all. They're always going to be in my lineup. I want to talk about one guy on Tampa Bay that obviously just got there in Leonard Fournette and what you think his impact this week could be. Um, not really so much season long as he, as he progresses. He's probably going to be more involved, but this week. And then I want to talk about I'm going to bring up somebody that I think has not been drafted in a lot of leagues, but could be a, could be a flex option this year that I don't think is getting a lot of love. And that's Scotty Miller who mm-hmm. is being talked about in camp. And I just have this strange feeling that this could be Tom Brady's like Wes Welker. Tom Brady's like Julian Edelman. <laughs> um, I may be, I may be, I, yeah, I may be, you know, off the wall here, but there's something that intrigues me about him. And with Marshawn Lattimore, probably covering Evans or Godwin this week. I could see Scotty Miller getting involved um, and then a lot more tight end usage. Um, who knows who's going to get the most catches between Whoa. Gronk and Whoa. Great and, you know, the other guy. The other uh, guy. <laughs> I can't, even, I yeah, can't even think of his name. No, the way I see it, man, you might as well as uh, flip a coin or, you know, toss a, toss a bag of beans in there and try to catch one because you're trying to catch lightning in a bottle. Tom Brady has got so many options. He's got Mike Evans, perennial 1,000-yard guy. He's got Chris Godwin coming into his, what, 24th-year-old season, and he had 1,000 yards last year. He's a baller. They got um, Rob Gronkowski, who's, you know, probably going to the Hall of Fame. They got – and they expect, you know, there's been some things saying about O.J. Howard. I'm not a big O.J. Howard guy, but, again, you know, he's got the athleticism to make a few plays. Um, They got Cameron Brait still. They have – I know they kept Tyler Johnson on the roster. And like you said, they got uh, Scotty over there. So what I would say is, man, um, be cautiously optimistic about those deep flyers. I think that in Dynasty, these guys are going to be more valuable than they are week one. Um, I'm putting all my, you know, uh, putting all my dollars into Tesla and Apple. And when I say Tesla and Apple, I mean, uh, you might as well as nickname them Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Tesla and Apple, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, baby, because these guys' stock is just going to keep rising and rising as the season goes. Um, Mike Evans, um, let's talk about him. You know, when's the last time he's not been consistently good? Um, Yeah, he's going to be guarded by uh, uh, Lattimore. Lattimore is one of the elite corners in the league, young and hungry. He takes takes pride when he takes uh, Mike Evans out of the game, and he's going to, you know, play him tough. This is week one. We'll see what happens um, because these guys go back and forth. So – um, I feel more, most confidently about Chris Godwin, but I do like that Tom Brady is, you know, regardless of whatever the fuck is going on, he's going to put the ball in his best player's hands. And that means that get Chris and that means that Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, regardless of who the fuck is going to be guarding them, are going to get the ball. Um, he's going to toss it up on those 50-50 balls. He's going to give him a chance to make plays. He's not scared to put it out there. And he doesn't throw the ball way over your head like So the way I see it, huge upgrade at quarterback. They're going to get their opportunities. And in terms of fantasy, I'm starting both of them. I'm starting both of them. Um, Rob Gonkowski, you know, honestly, 
Um, at his DFS price, I'm probably not going to start Gronk. I'm probably not going to start Gronk until I see what how they utilize him, um, how many snaps he's on the field. So uh, I'm going to hang tight on starting Gronk in week one. Uh, again, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin must start. Um, if we're talking about the other guys, uh, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, uh, Fournette, I would – that's uh, fool's gold this week. Um, not to say that next second week will be completely different. Uh, Bruce Arians is a smart guy. He's going to play the best player. There's clearly just too early. Just too early. Yeah, they, it's just too early. They just signed him a couple of days ago. So um, they're not going to risk putting a player in there that could miss a block on a pass protection when Tom Brady checks out of the run and he's trying to go deep to Mike Evans. And then what? You think Tom Brady's going to get hurt because some guy doesn't know the plays? Fuck out of here. Tom Brady is worth way too much to that franchise. They salvaged everything they could to bring him over. They're going to run Ronald Jones into the floor week one, and Ronald Jones is going to have to prove that he's meant to be there, honestly. And if he doesn't, then Leonard Fournette's going to come in, and he's going to take over that backfield. He's got a good opportunity. I think think Jones has a good opportunity week one. If if he goes out and shines, he has a job for week two. It's his – his. yeah, the way I see it is it's Ronald Jones' chance to prove what he can do. Like they said, he's catching the ball better. He's doing um, – he's, he's pass protection, and that's what they're most – you know, they, they want to see that their back is going to be able to protect Tom Brady. At the end of the day, that's the most important player on their team. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Um, Leonard right, Fournette, no week one for me. Keep him out. He's definitely not in my week one lineup either. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to um, – I'm going to do a little something. This is what we're going to do this year. Since David's going to be on every week, we're going to give our optimal lineups, and it's going to be a competition. So we're going to – I'm going to put sure. my optimal lineup out there. He's going to put his and then standard <laughs> one point PPR. We'll tally it up. We'll go over it next week and see who's, uh, whose lineup was better. Uh, I'm going to be real honest. My lineup's going to be better, but uh, yeah, uh, I got, so I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll give you my lineup first. Since we already got four of your guys, I'm going to give you my lineup. Why don't we do it like this? Why don't we keep a running tally? We'll go five bucks a week, my lineup versus yours. And at the end of the, at the end of the year, we'll tally them up. Okay. We can do that. We can do that. All right. That's what we can do that. I got you. Sounds good. All right. So first, give me your give me yours. Go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. I don't have big names in my lineup, but I got some I got some okay. I got some good names. Here we go. First is my quarterback. I'm going Josh Allen against the Jets. <laughs> okay. Against the Jets. Okay. I got Josh Allen. I expect a big day on the ground, in the air. I don't think the Jets have anything on defense that's gonna stop them. Uh running backs, I got Josh Jacobs and I got Chris Carson. Obviously, Oaken's taking on Carolina. I don't think they have much on defense. I think Josh Jacobs has a big day. And then Chris Carson against that Atlanta defense. We know Carson's going to see 20-plus carries. Um, He's catching the ball out of the backfield. I I just think he's the workhorse there. Receivers, I have T.Y. Hilton against the Jags. I got Keenan Allen against the Bengals. And I got Stephon Diggs. I got my Josh Allen-Diggs combination in Buffalo against the Jets. there's not much to say there. I think they all produce this week. Tight end, I got Travis Kelsey Thursday night. Like I said, I couldn't – it was either Kelsey or Kittle. Um, those are really the only two tight ends I even considered this week. Um, I'm taking Kelsey against Houston's defense. I think he has a big day. And I'm taking the Chargers defense against the Bengals. So that's my optimal week one lineup. If you want to play some DFS, there should be some good value there. And guys like um chris carson should i mean he'll probably a little bit higher but he's not you're not going to pay the tag of of mccaffrey or anything like that so uh, put those guys in your lineup josh allen should be good this week that's my week one optimal lineup what you got david 
All right, man. I guess, you know, I'm not going to argue with some of those guys, man, especially I think a lot of people are sleeping on T.Y. Hilton with Phillip Rivers going over there because Phillip Rivers, man, he's going to give his ball to his best guy. And we know that T.Y.'s healthy. And when T.Y.'s healthy, he's going to produce good things. So I like what you did over there. And honestly, I really like what you did. And then Chris Carson, man, um, he's going to get the uh, 20, 20 cracks at that thing, man. And he's going to get those goal line carries. So I really like that you added him in there. Uh, a lot of people, again, are cautious about the injuries and Pete Carroll. But one thing about Pete Carroll is he's going to run that ball, run that ball, run that ball. And when it gets to the goal line, he's going to keep running that ball. So um, I really like that. I'm going to go with, um, for my optimal lineup, are we doing three wide receivers? Yeah, two backs, three wide receivers, tight end, and a defense. Okay. So um, tight end, I'm going to go George Kittle. I couldn't pass up on my guy, George Kittle. Um, that's just, again, I told you guys from the beginning of the show that against Arizona Cardinals, uh, there's nobody else I'm going against. And I like Travis Kels against, you know, Houston. And, you know, I think he's going to do big things. They got a lot of playmakers over there. But I think with the wide receiver situation in San Francisco, or lack thereof, you should say, and all those injuries, uh, Jalen Hurd, Debo Samuel, you know, they got Trent. You know, they got some guys over there, Ayuk and uh, slot receiver Trent. But, um, again, this is George Kittle's team, and he's going to make you a run for your money. So I got George Kittle for my first wide receiver. I'll go with Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, he's their consistent guy. He's one of those guys that never was given anything, and he worked his way up in college, uh, made his way to the pros, and got a starting lineup, even though there's guys like Diggs on there who have much higher draft capital. And he's can, did nothing but produce. So um, Adam Thielen is going to be my first guy. I talked about the other guy, um, Devontae Adams, um, because, you know, he's Devontae Adams. And it's week one. And, you know, I don't see why you shouldn't just be throwing him the ball week one. So he's my second guy. Uh, Keenan Allen, I'm going to agree with you with Keenan Allen. Um, Keenan Allen, they got no one else over there. They got to feed the ball to him. They just paid him. So feed him that ball. For my running backs, I got Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, man, I can't say enough about the Metallica shorty, man. I, when I seen you working out to Metallica and I seen you going crazy in the gym, man, seen you on Hard Knocks, uh, shout out to you. You, sh you sent out some tweets to us that said you're going to do us right, carry us to the promised land. And I'm rocking with you, man. I believe you. So uh, the way I see you, you're going to keep uh, doing what you normally did, undrafted to uh, Pro Bowl season this year. So um, I'm with you, man, and I can't wait to see more. Uh, my second is – let's go with uh, – I was going to go with a big name, but I feel like that's not fair because you went with some smaller names. It's so I'm fair if you want to take C-Mac, take C-Mac. It's okay. I was going to go with C-Mac, man. I'm I, was prepared. I'm, C -Mac. I was preparing for that. I'm prepared for C-Mac. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll, all right. All right. I was going to pivot for you. No, no, so you don't, just... no, don't, don't hold back. I, I, I put, I'm going to tell you this right now. I have Josh Jacobs very close to Christian McCaffrey this week. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. I, I'm not going to blame you. I'm a Raider fan. You know that. So <laughs> I, I think jo Josh Jacobs, you know, they, they got rid of, uh, you know, Lynn uh, Bowden and, you know, God bless him going over to the Miami Dolphins. I hope he does good for himself. Jacobs is a workhorse. Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. You saw and in two of our drafts, I, I was more than comfortable to draft Josh Jacobs and the second, you know, 
early, you know, late, early second round. So um, the way I see it, it's, uh, it's going to be his world this year. And uh, for my quarterback, I'm going to go with, uh, say, Russell Wilson. So Russell Wilson against Atlanta. Um, I know that your quarterback is uh, Josh Allen and kind of similar, even though Josh Allen runs the ball a little bit more. Um, Josh Allen's responsible for their whole offense. You take Josh Allen out of the game, the Buffalo Bills have no offense. I feel the same way about the uh, Seattle Seahawks. You take, you remove Russell Wilson, and they become a you know a lottery team. So um, Russell Wilson was my guy to be um, quarterback this year. Uh, not not necessarily, of course, this year, but um, I think Week One against Atlanta. Atlanta's going to come out hot, especially with Todd Gurley, Julio Jones. We talked about Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst. Um, and, you know, with Russell Wilson's options of DK, Tyler Lockett, you know, and it's nice to know they just signed uh, Josh Gordon. Uh, I don't know if it's nice to know for the DK Metcalf and Lockett owners, but it's nice to know that they're going all in on trying to win. So it would have been not even nicer if they signed, signed Jadavian Clowney. I don't know why they, they uh, didn't do that. but. Um, again, Russell Wilson is my quarterback, and we're, I'm on defense. Yep, defense. Um, give me the Buffalo Bills. All right, so we got we got Josh Allen, Chris Carson, Josh Jacobs, T.Y. Hilton, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, Travis Kelsey, and the Chargers defense against Russell Wilson, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen, Keenan Allen, George Kittle and the Buffalo defense. We agree. We agreed on Keenan Allen, though. Yeah, we, we, we got Keenan Allen the same. Uh, we will we see think how he's going to go crazy. We think he's going to go crazy. So that just shows that, you know, Keenan Allen's going crazy week one. Catch yeah. him in your DFS lineups. We will see how week one plays out. Um, other than that, good week one show. Appreciate you guys listening. Again, you can follow David at, um, at, at SAC Fantasy Experts. Um, you can follow Sack the podcast. Experts. Let's go. Twitter. You can follow the podcast woo, on SP woo, Podcast. Woo. Uh, follow us on Instagram, sideline to sideline underscore podcast. And we will be back. I will have my week one show later this week. And we'll be back for, for week support two. My guy, support my guy, Aaron Muke. Sideline to sideline podcast is coming in hot every week. We are going to be talking all things good. And, uh, man, I can't wait for the next one. It's here, man. Four days away. Excited for week one. We'll get to see uh, Kansas City-Houston Thursday night. See you guys next week. Peace All out. right.